Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through, um, 1 through, just give me just a second here, um, 1 through 46, and this is David's charge to Solomon. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. When the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon his son. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. Be st so be strong, show yourself a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and requirements, as written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go, and what that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If you're descendants watch how they live and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul you will never fail to have a man on the throne of God, of Israel now you yourself know that Joab son of Zariah did to me what he did to the two commanders of Israel's armies Abner son of Ner and Amasa son of Jether. He killed them, shedding their blood in peace time as if in battle, and with the blood stained the belt around his waist and the sandals on his feet. Deal with him according to your wisdom, but do not let his gray head go down to the grave in peace. But show kindness to the sons of Barzillai and Gilead, of Gilead, and let them be among those who eat at your table. They stood by me when I fled from your brother Absalom. And remember you have with you Shemai, son of Gerah, the Benjamite, from Baharim, who called down bitter curses on me the day I went to Mahanam. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan, I swore to him by the Lord, I will not put you to death by the sword. But now, do not consider him innocent. You are a man of wisdom. You will know what to do with him. Bring his gray head down to the grave in blood. Then David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. He had reigned forty years over Israel, seven years in Hebron, and thirty years Thirty-three years, thirty-three in Jerusalem. So Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his rule was firmly established. Solomon's throne established. Now Adonijah the son of Haggith went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Bathsheba asked him, "Do you come peacefully?" He answered, "Yes, peacefully." Then he added, "I have something to say to you." You may say it, she replied. As you know, he said, the kingdom was mine. All Israel looked to me as their king, but things changed, and the kingdom has gone to my brother, for it has come to him from the Lord. Now I have one request to make of you. Do not refuse me. You may make it, she said. So he continued, please ask King Solomon. He will not refuse you to give me... A Abishag the Shemite as my wife. Very well, Bathsheba replied. I will speak to 
the king for you. When Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, the king stood up to meet her, bowed down to her, and sat down on his throne. He had a throne brought for the king's mother, and she sat down at his right hand. I have one small request to make of you, she said. Do not refuse me. The king replied, Make it, mother, my mother. I will not refuse you. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite to be, get, be given in marriage to your brother Adonijah. King Solomon answered his mother, Why do you request Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? You might as well request the kingdom for him. After all, he is my older brother. Yes, for him and for Abathar the priest and Joab son of Zariah. Then King Solomon swore by the Lord, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if Adonijah does not pay for his life for this request. And now, as surely as the Lord lives, he will, he who has established me securely on the throne of my father David and has founded a dynasty for me as he promised, Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon gave orders to be to Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, and he struck down Adonijah, and he died. But Abathar, the priest, the king, said, Go back to your fields in Anathoth. You deserve to die, but I will put not put you to death now, because you carried the ark of the sovereign Lord before my father David, and shared all my father's hardships. So Solomon removed Abathar from the priesthood of the Lord, fulfilling the word of the Lord had spoken at Shiloh about the house of Eli. When the news reached Joab, who had conspired with Adonijah, though not with Absalom, he fled to the tent of the Lord and took hold of the horns of the altar. King Solomon was told that Joab had fled to the tent of the Lord and was beside the altar. Then Solomon ordered Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, go strike him down. So Benaniah heard, entered the tent of the Lord, and said to Joab, The king says, Come out. But he answered, No, I will die here. Benaniah reported to the king, This is how Joab answered me. Then the king commanded Benaniah, Do as he says, strike him down and bury him, as, and so clear me of my father's house of the guilt of the innocent blood that Joab shed. The Lord will repay him for the blood he shed, because without the knowledge of my father David, he attacked two men and killed them with the sword, both of them Abner, son of Ner, commander of the Israel's army, and Amasa, son of Jether, commander of Judah's army, were better men and more upright than he. May the guilt of their blood rest on the head of Joab and his descendants forever. But on David and his descendants, his house and his throne, may there be the Lord's peace forever. So Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, went up and struck down Joab and killed him, and he was buried on his own land in the desert. The king put Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, over the army in Joab's place, 
and replaced Abathar with Zadok the priest. Then the king sent for Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, but do not go anywhere else. The day you leave the cross and cross the Kidron Valley, you can be sure you will die. Your blood will be shed on your will be on your head. Shimei answered the king, What you say is good, your servant will do as the Lord the king has said. And Shimei stayed in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran off to Ashish, son of Mekah, king of Gath. And Shimei was told, Your slaves are in Gath. At this he saddled his donkey and went to Ashish at Gath in search of his slaves. So Shimei went away and brought the slaves back from Gath. When Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned, the king summoned Shimei and told him, Did I not make you swear by the Lord and warn you, on the day you leave to go anywhere else, you can be sure you will die? At that time you said to me, Why, what you say is good, I will obey. Why then did you not keep your oath to the Lord and obey the command I gave you? The king also said to Shimei, You know in your heart all the wrong you did to my father David. Now the Lord will pay, repay you for your wrongdoing. But King Solomon will be blessed, and David's throne will, be remain, will remain secure before the Lord forever. Then the king gave the order to Benaniah son of Jehoda, and he went out and struck Shimei down and killed him. The kingdom was now firmly established in Solomon's hands. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just praise you. I thank you for being who you are, for being our Lord and Savior. I ask that you watch over us and keep us safe, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and head to the New Testament now, where we're still in the book of Hebrews. So let's go over there, and we will read the scripture there. And then we will be finished with our Bible reading of the day. Just give me a moment to find Hebrews. Ah, right, here we are. There's my bookmark. Okay, so here we go. Let's go ahead and read um, um, Hebrews chapter 6. Um, and this is... Um, Warning against falling away, we're going to call it part two. Okay, so let's go ahead and read chapter six, verses one through um, one through twenty. So let's go ahead and begin. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of, of repentance for acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about baptisms, the laying on on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. And God permit, permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who has shared in the heaven, in the Holy Spirit, who has who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance, because to their loss they are crucifying the Son of God 
all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land the drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and the produce a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are conf- confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this disgrace, this diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. The Certainty of God's Promise When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms that what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his promise very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, who we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor to the soul, for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I lift you up on high. I ask, Lord, that you watch over us, Lord God. Thank you for being the high priest in our lives. We ask that you watch over us, Lord. We ask that you keep us from the enemy, I pray, from temptation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good day.